It's time for John Paul, the car doctor, on North Shore 1049. Call today with your car questions, comments, or concerns. 1-800-370-1049. That's 1-800-370-1049. John Paul, the car doctor. Good Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor Program on North Shore 104.9. My name is John Paul, the Car Doctor, here to help you with your car problems on this. Well, last week we were talking about snow, and uh, Biff said the same thing earlier. He was like, yeah, last weekend we were talking about snow. We got six or eight inches up in the North Shore. I had probably five or six inches in my down north, south of Boston, uh, snowing everywhere, unexpected, covered over my leaves. Um, but, and all of a sudden now it's like 70 degrees outside. Biff, what's going on? Uh, that's a good question, John. Yeah. But see, last week we were talking about shoveling snow, and like as you just mentioned, it's 70 degrees. So, yeah. Uh, welcome to New England. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, exactly, got, yeah. and uh, what will be next weekend? I, I can't even imagine. I, um, who, who knows? Who know. knows? But, uh, but, uh, that, we're not here to talk about the weather. We're not. I don't think. I don't think. No. Uh, no. I think the name no, of the we, show is The Car Doctor. Yeah. Yeah, and we have we have weather coming up around uh, in about forty minutes. So there we go. There you go. Hey, with us with us on the phone is Rob Siegel. Rob Siegel is an author and guitar player, apparently, uh, but he has written at least seven books that I know of. Um, the first one I ever saw was uh, Buddy Craig Fitzgerald said to me, "You got to read this book, Memoirs of a Hack Mechanic." And uh, I'm not a big reader, but uh, it was uh, it was pretty interesting. Rob, good morning, and welcome to the Car Doctor program. Good morning. How are you? Good. I am good. Uh, on this weird weather day of it being like uh, seventy degrees outside, and last week it was snowing, so it, it's it's weird living in New England. <laughs> yes, when we had the snow, I was like, "No, I'm not ready. I don't have the snow tires of the cars. No." <laughs> Um, and uh, I, I think virtually, uh, Craig Fitzgerald introduced me to you because uh, I think you and him have a similar twist on odd vehicles and guitar playing. Yes, uh, yeah. um, um, Craig is a great guy. Um, yeah, well, um, so, so my whole thing is mainly centered around vintage BMWs. Um, um, the cars from the 1970s, like um, the 2002, um, but really more than that, my whole but my whole automotive world view is um, to buy what you love, drive what you love, and to not get wrapped around the axle um, of trying to have a car that is perfect and to maintain it that way. Uh, I see over and over where folks crave a certain car. It might be, it might be like a vintage Porsche, um, or a vintage Nova or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and they wait too long because they want a perfect car. The car appreciates out of sight and it's like watching a ship sail away from the dock. And instead of that, folks, can buy a car that they actually can afford. Maybe it needs a little work, maybe the paint isn't shiny, maybe the interior is ripped, but if you buy it, then you have it, and having it is way preferable to craving it. And yeah, yeah, everything without, that I do sort of revolves around that. Without a doubt, and I hate business expressions, but this is a business expression that might fit. Don't let perfection get in the way of good. And, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you're looking at a car, like you said, that that may be a little bit rough around the edges that, um, you know, if you if you truly love the car, you love the experience of the car, you like the idea of maybe not being in a hurry with, you know, your own restoration and you can just use it as a therapy vehicle as well to go out to the garage and I'm going to do a little of this. I'm going to do a little of that. And if I don't get anywhere, I'll sit here and I'll, I'll drink some coffee and stare at it for a while, and the world will be a better place because of it. You understand perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was looking through some of your titles, and they and some of them kind of cracked me up, especially Ranwin Parked. 
Yes, so that's a classic phrase along with things like like that'll buff out uh, <laughs> that um, that that folks say all the time uh, when cars are advertised um, is it, you know uh, so um, one of the books that I have is titled ran when parked um, it, it's about a BMW. It's about a 1972 BMW 2002 TII, which is a fuel-injected 2002 uh, that I bought sight unseen in Louisville. And it had been sitting for a decade. And uh, when I bought it, the description included the phrase, ran when parked. Um, and in the book, I describe... Um, heading down to Louisville in a rented SUV with all of my tools and a lot of parts, uh, and, and sleeping on the sofa of folks I'd met once for like 15 minutes for a week, um, and resurrecting the car where it sat and getting it running and driving it the thousand miles home. But the point of the whole thing about Randman Parked is that the longer the car sits, the less the fact that it ran when it was parked a decade ago, even if that's true, and often it's not, um, the less that matters. And the more um, the effect of, of it having sat for a decade it is what you have to deal with and all of the things that that affects. Right. Typically, the brake hydraulics all go bad. The clutch hydraulics all go bad. Um, the calipers tend to seize. Um, uh, there's a lot of rust in the fuel tank, on and on and on. Yeah. So these are things that happen as a result of the sitting. So the challenge is um, is um, to work through all of those issues. Um, and in addition to that, if a car... Um, had ran when parked, and if it was parked for some reason, typically that reason is fairly serious, right? You know, yep. if you have a cool car like a BMW 2002 and you park it for 10 years, usually there's a reason why, and usually there, you know, it, uh, usually it's something expensive. On this particular car, it turned out that the head was cracked, and it was cracked in a way that wasn't immediately obvious. Usually when you have a cracked head, it cracks through the combustion chamber. So when the car runs, you, you have antifreeze in the exhaust, and it's white, and it, it, and it smells very sweet, and it's very obvious. Mm. In this case, the, the crack in the head was at the top, at the corner, and the effect of that was a leakage of oil onto the exhaust, which took me a while to realize. Um, but it's the sorting out of all of this that... Um, that's the fun and the challenge, and as you say, you're able to do it, you know, at your own pace, on your own schedule, um, and that's where a lot of the joy is, at least for me. So uh, so on your trip back with this uh, BMW and you discovered the cracked head, did you did you fix it with, like, Marine Techs or JB Weld or something? To well, it's funny you say that. I eventually did have to fix it with... Um, JB Weld, uh, I, um, uh, I found that someone else had tried to fix it, uh, um, with RTV. Um, it, you know, it was the sort of thing that initially I was able to squelch just by using heavy duty sealant around the valve cover, yeah. but gradually over the course of the next year, it got a lot worse. It wasn't on the trip home um, that it really had yawned open. It was on another trip home from another road trip in the car later that it really yawned open. And I yeah. was, in fact, able to fix it with J.B. Weld. Initially, I thought that would be a temporary fix. And once the car was home, I'd have to yank the head and find another one or have that one repaired. Um, but this was now a year and a half ago, and the repair oh. is holding, and I have a lot of other things to do. <laughs> and so um, I'm just continuing to drive the car that way. You, um, again, you this isn't a crack through the combustion chamber. Right. It's, it's just a crack at, at the top corner of the head. So I'm not trying to seal in compression. I'm just trying to seal in the spatter of oil.
Yeah, no, it, it's uh, it's amazing what you can do at some point. My old boss had uh, had uh, quite a few cars, and his were when he was done with them. And he and for a CEO of a company, he he did. He was the only CEO I know that had his own had his own uh, sandblast cabinet in his garage. Um, but he would go out <laughs> and play. He would go out and play with his cars. And when he was done, they were far better than they were when they came off the assembly line. And I looked at him and I'm like, I don't, you know, I guess if you have enough time and money and stuff to be able to do this kind of stuff, that's great. Um, but I think more people do kind of what you do and try to just let's put it together and, and try to enjoy it rather than rather than make sure that um you know it's absolutely the perfect wiring harness uh that came from the factory rather than okay let's cut this part out with a mice ate it and we'll wire something in and we'll make it work well you know i i'm for anyone enjoying their cars in whatever way works Mm. for them if they have if they have the money and the space and the bandwidth um you know, to to maintain a car to a very high level of perfection and and to show it at events and 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 win awards, that's great. You know, who am I to say yeah. otherwise? Yeah, no, you're, um, you're... I you know, I'm I'm a lot more egalitarian about it. I don't view myself as being a a collector in any sense of the word uh i currently have 11 cars well if you have more if you have more than two you're a collector so well well, i i'm a collector with a small c but uh you know um i you know i i would rather have i would rather have a bunch of cars in acceptable condition at least acceptable to me than just one that's at the absolute high point of its value and that I try to continue to maintain that way. You know, I I I think that people read the advice um in the buff magazines and on websites like Bring a Trailer, which is to buy the best possible car in the best possible condition that they can because that's the car that is likely to appreciate the most. And that's true. That's absolutely true. Um, however, uh, um, I don't have that kind of money. You yeah. know, if, you know, if you want to buy the best 1972 BMW 2002 TII that you can yeah. right now, you know, that's probably a hundred thousand dollar car. Um, it, and you know, I don't have that that kind of money to throw around. You know, I would I would rather you know find um, the one in like the twelve to fifteen thousand dollar range and enjoy it you know i would yeah. uh you know as i say in one of the books you know um which person would you rather be would you rather be the person who is endlessly craving the car that that you can't afford because its value is spiraling out of sight or the person with the car that needs work that's actually in his garage and that you have a cheshire cat level of a smile whenever you are in the car and driving it around on a Sunday morning heading out to buy a quart of milk. Right. <laughs> yeah. And and the idea of buying something that as an investment, Dave Brownell, you know, of Hemmings who passed away years ago, always used to say yeah. to me, don't plan on buying something you're going to make money on because you're not. You know, it's unusual that that's the case. And, you know, just buy something you can enjoy every day, whether you enjoy looking at it or you enjoy driving it. That's the car you want to have. Yeah, um, it, it, it is possible to make money, but it's, it's hard. Um, yeah. My least favorite word in the automotive universe is underwater, right? You read that all the time yeah. where people have a look at cars and they say, well, but if I restored it for whatever that means, right? If I brought yeah. it up to this level of a hundred point perfection, I would be quote unquote underwater in the car. And that may be true, right? If you want yep. a car that is in condition A and you find a car in condition B, it virtually never is worth trying to turn the car in condition B into a car in condition A. That's that's absolutely true. Mm. And yet there's an option, 
which is to live with the car yeah. in condition B. And maybe slowly, a little at a time, try to move the needle, right. you know, try to change some of the things that, that really bug you. Um, but, but as, as I say over and over, it, you know, it, it, I just see folks who manage to talk themselves out of their own passion, right? right. The, you know, because in, pers- you know, Ed, well, as you just said, don't let, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Right. Uh, abs- absolutely. And, you know, looking at some of your other titles, too, um, you know, the, the uh, it just needs a recharge. <laughs> right, right. So it never just needs one. a recharge. Yeah. Right. So I I do a lot of air conditioning work, and one of the lies that people tell when they sell cars is that if the air conditioning is warm, right, if it isn't working, what yeah. they'll say in the ad is that is that quote it just needs a recharge. And so in the book, um, which is titled "Just Needs a Recharge," I say that's almost never true. I mean, really, it's never true. What you should say is that the refrigerant leaked out, and therefore there's a leak, and so the leak has to be tracked down and found, and then the system needs to be recharged. If the leak is small, if it's something like an O-ring, then maybe that is a minor repair. But the repair shops that you see that hang out a sign saying something like, like $89 air conditioning refreshment or yeah. or recharge or something like that that's almost never true that no. that might be the cost simply to recharge the system but if it needs to be charged it's because the refrigerant has leaked out yeah. if it's leaked out it's because there is a leak and the leak needs to be found and so it's it's simply never the case that that you'll wind up um, um, with an $89 repair bill. Yeah. What, um, what that sign should say is, $89 AC recharge, we'll see you next week. <laughs> yes, that's absolutely right. I actually yeah. hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and uh, you know, you, you have, you have a, another book about mechanical ignition handbooks, and, and you have a point distributor there. And I remember this, was, this had to be 20 years ago. I was in a fairly um, good repair shop, uh, but it was kind of a franchise kind of place. And all the mechanics who worked in there were probably in their 20s and 30s. And I remember it was a uh, 70s GM car that came in. Uh, for a tune-up, and no one knew how to set a set uh, the dwell or point gap, and they opened the distributor up, and uh, and these guys who were really good at doing their job, kind of went, "What the hell's that?" <laughs> and they didn't they didn't know what a set of points were. Yeah, well, uh, you know, um, um, it is a part of the charm of a vintage car, whereby a vintage car, I really mean something um, earlier than the mid-1970s. That's sort of where I draw the line. Um, um, It's it's a part of of the charm of of a vintage car that it has a distributor, and inside the distributor... um, are the points and the points right. open and close rapidly and that's what triggers the ignition system to generate the spark yeah. um uh that um in the late 1970s to early 80s um was transitioned over to electronic ignition in in eventually every single car um and that was a positive thing, as one of the most likely things to cause a vintage car to go from running um, to dead by the side of the road are the points, or or the points and the condenser. Um, you know, so it's it's um, you know I um, I usually want. I usually wind up changing the points and condenser to an electronic ignition module in the vintage cars that I have if I want to take them on long road trips because of exactly this. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's like, 
it's like anything old. You know, there's a yeah. you know there's a charm to its you know to its its obsolescence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I I agree with. You. And before we let you go, you uh, you kind of. Um, you know, your last book here, The Lotus Chronicles, and you have a Europa, it looks like, in the picture. Yes. Um, um, what happened? What? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Well, um, uh, so when I was uh, 13 and living in Amherst, Massachusetts, uh, for a brief period of time, I worked at a stereo store, uh, and the guy who owned the stereo store, who was in his mid-40s, um, um, was a... Um, was a sports car head, and so you know every month he would he would come to work in a different car, or at least ah. so it seemed. And so one day he showed up to work in a red Lotus Europa, and I was thirteen. And you know it's one thing to look at photographs of of cars, but you know, but this was the first little mid-engine fiberglass bodied sports car that I'd ever seen, and I saw it, and I just went when weak at the knees and um and another fellow who worked at the stereo store who was maybe in his early 40s um also saw the car and he said something that i never forgot he said a car like that you can get sex out of and as a 13 year old kid i thought what he meant was that women like men with cool cars right that's what i thought he meant Mm. it took me 20 or 30 years to realize that wasn't what he meant at all. What he, me- what he was talking about was the sensation of owning and driving a car that cool, right? Yeah. Whose exterior lines are, are, are arresting and intoxicating and where the car itself is just, is just wicked cool. It makes great yeah. noises. No, it- it's fast. It handles well, etc. And so yeah. even though I've been almost exclusively um, a BMW head, I kind of had the Lotus Europa rattling around in 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 my brain, um, you know, for 35 years more. And so, um, in 2013, uh, um, when my first book was published, I decided to buy myself a present uh, that was outside the envelope, and so I bought a dead. Ran when parked. <laughs> um, Seventy four. And, 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 and just needed to re and just needed to recharge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It, it in fact had been sitting since nineteen seventy nine, and its motor had seized, and it needed everything. And so I wound up spending six years resurrecting the car. I resurrected it last last year, um, last spring. Um, the book, The Lotus Chronicles, is a is the story of resurrecting that car. Um, it's it's weird, it's buzzy, it's completely unlike anything else I've ever owned, and I absolutely love it. It's it's I um, yeah no no when I when I was a kid I worked across the street from a guy who owned a gas station and he had he he specialized in uh, air cooled Beetles but he had a Europa. And oh, cool. I used to go over and and after I got to know him, it, it probably took three years before I before I said to him, "Can I take that for a ride?" And I came back and I was and you know and he was he was probably five eight, so he fit the car really well. And I'm six feet tall, and I didn't fit quite as well in it. But I came back and I was all smiles. It was a fun car. Yeah, it's it's. Um the roof of that car is 42 inches above the ground. You literally can drive under a tractor trailer. Not that I would recommend that. No, but, no, um, no. <laughs> um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's an amazing car. Hey, Rob, thanks for spending some time with us. If people want to find your books, I assume they're all on Amazon, right? They're all on Amazon. If they want, they can order, um, they, they can order signed and scribed copies from me at Rob Siegel. That's R-O-B-S-I-E-G-E-L um, dot com. Um, but Amazon is fine. Amazon works well for folks. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, I, you know, when I was looking online, I see uh, right here in good old Massachusetts, Bentley Publishers has your books, too. Yes. Um, the first three of the books I wrote 
um, for the fine folks at Bentley Publishers. Yeah, yeah, no. And uh, and and also, you're a regular contributor to uh, Haggerty, right? Yes, uh, I've been writing a column called The Hack Mechanic for the magazine of the BMW Car Club of America for now almost 35 years. Um, and in addition to that, um, I also write The Hack Mechanic for for um, Haggerty Online, and I write a column called Wrenching Thoughts for Haggerty Magazine. There you go. Hey, Rob, thanks for taking some time out of your Saturday morning to join us on the Car Doctor program. An absolute pleasure, John. Thank you so much for having me. All right. All right. Take care. We'll have to get you back on, you know, uh, we'll talk, we'll talk more about some of the, uh, misconceptions maybe about buying a, buying a car that, uh, uh, ran when parked. Anytime. <laughs> All right. Take Anytime. care, Rob. Bye bye. You as well. Uh, Rob Siegel, uh, author, guitar player, car collector, uh, good guy, uh, aka the hack mechanic. I've uh, been writing for writing for the BMW Club magazine, uh, Roundell, and uh, now Haggerty, and uh, and uh, check out his books uh, either on uh, Amazon or get a signed copy. Uh, what better is what better than that? Go to Rob Siegel uh, and find and find it there. We need to take a break, pay some bills. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor program, and right. I know this song. We'll be right back. Dashing through the snow in my rusty Chevrolet, down the road I go, sliding all the way. I need new piston rings, I need some new snow tires. My car is held together by a piece of chicken wire. Oh, rust and smoke, the heaters broke, the door just flew away. I light a match to see the dash, and then I start to pray. The frame is bent, I'm up Hello, this is Francine DeWicke from the Law Offices of Spano and DeWicke. Are you looking to plan for your future while maintaining social distancing? Our firm offers video conferencing and other meeting options to bring you peace of mind from the comfort of your home. Please give us a call. The professionals at Spano and DeWicke will guide you through these challenging times. Call the experts at Spano and DeWicke today. 781-231-7800. 781-231-7800. Or visit them online at SpanoDeWicke.com. Hi, folks. This is Gerard Moynihan of Moynihan Lumber. Did you know that professional builders and remodelers choose Anderson Windows more than any other brand in the United States? And if you're thinking about replacing the windows in your home, you should see the Anderson Woodwright replacement windows, which can add considerable value to any home. See the Anderson Windows on display at Moynihan Lumber in Beverly, North Reading, and Plastown, New Hampshire, or visit us at MoynihanLumber.com. Moynihan Lumber, we measure up. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable, and serving part-time can help you graduate debt-free. Do you want to stay close to friends and family? The Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want. Learn more by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Massachusetts Army National Guard. Aired by the Massachusetts Broadcasters Association at this station. Did you know staying active is one of the best ways to boost your immune system? Hey everyone, Darren here, nutritionist and trainer at the Manchester Athletic Club. I want to invite you to come see all the ways the MAC is making it safe to be at the gym. We've spaced out equipment, built outdoor training spaces, and moved group fitness classes online. There are less people here than there are at the grocery store, and I promise, it's wicked clean. Help keep your body and your immune system in shape at the MAC. Come check us out in person or online at MacAthletics.com.
Welcome back to the Car Doctor program on North Shore 104.9. Our phone number is 800-370-1049, 800-370-1049. Phone lines are open if you would like to join us. I want to thank Rob Siegel for joining us as well. You know, fascinating guy. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm just uh, when people get to do stuff they like to do and having, having 11 cars that he shuffles around uh, kind of makes me... Makes me wonder where he puts them all. But uh, our phone number again, 800-370-1049. If you'd like to call and chat about your car, maybe you bought something that ran when parked. I looked at a car that ran when parked for somebody once, and they ended up buying it. And we took it home, and we took it apart, and it had a broken camshaft. It was actually broken in half. Well, it didn't run when parked. It ran before it was parked, but didn't run after it was parked. That's for sure. So uh, that's one of those things. Um, I had the opportunity this week, if you if you go to my podcast page, a couple of interesting interviews. I got to talk with, um, and and I'm doing them for, it's not because we're not having these people on this program. At AAA, we're doing these video interviews now. Uh, we're just trying to use all of the platforms that are available to us. So there's a, uh, a podcast website called Anchor.fm where if you go to anchor.fm and find uh and and search for AAA Northeast podcast you'll find some of the podcasts that I have done uh and some of my coworkers have done and the la- the latest two were I had Kelly Funkhauser from Consumer Reports on Consumer Reports just tested a bunch of uh semi-autonomous features on a variety of different cars and interesting, they have a variety of different names, and peop- and the names imply everything from, uh, like autopilot, like the Tesla one that kind of drives itself, to, uh, Cadillac with the, uh, Super Cruise. And Super Cruise doesn't sound like it drives itself, but it actually does a better job, according to consumer reports, than autopilot does, because it watches the driver, and if the driver is not paying attention, Kelly made a really good point. I always said when it comes to semi-autonomous features, so stuff that speeds up, slows down, helps you steer left and right, helps keep you on the road. Um, when you when you have any of those vehicles or any systems in those vehicles, um, nothing replaces an engaged driver. A driver should be fully engaged. She took it a step further and said these systems are really designed to work in partnership with the driver. So the driver needs to be there, the driver needs to be driving, but when they're not for whatever minute or so, the car can do what it's supposed to do and, and, and continue on the road. So they tested that out and they found that Cadillac Super Cruise did a really good job. And you can find out all the information on uh, um, Consumer Reports. I think it's CR.org is where you can find um, all the information. And it should be in next month's Consumer Reports. So check it out. The other person I talked to this week was Lisa Teed. Lisa, Lisa Teed is um, basically in charge of uh, uh, marketing the new Mustang Mach-E. Whether you like the idea that they put the name Mustang on the Mach-E uh, because it's a four-door hatchback SUV, and you're like, well, that ain't a Mustang. A Mustang's two doors. It does have some of the shape of the Mustang. If you look at the rear fenders, it has the curves. If you look at the front fenders, it has some of the design elements of the Mustang. Uh, but it's a fully electric car. It has a range of somewhere between 230 and 300 miles. It it does zero to 60 in about four seconds. Um it recharges uh, with level three charging pretty quickly. Uh, she said she's she actually put a charging station at her house that makes it easier. And she said she gets in, you know, there's the she parks her car in the garage at night. She sees the charging cable there, plugs it in. No different than charging up anything else she has. So, you know, if you want to find those, and I think, I, I'm trying to think, this was kind of a funny, busy week for me. I think I also put them on my podcast page, too, which is John F. Paul dot podbean dot com which is where today's program will end up uh once it gets posted on north shore 1049's uh page and podcast so if you want to find any of the programs that appear on north shore 1049 everything from uh the computer programs to breaking bread to wicked bites north shore they will be on, if you go to North Shore 1049, you'll find them there. So all kinds of good information to, to find and, and look around. So 
Also, if you're listening outside of our listening areas, say in Long Island, uh, and you might be because the column that I write, the Car Doctor column, uh, a slightly revised version of that now runs in the uh, Long Island uh, Newsday publication, Newsday newspaper, which has a pretty good circulation. I think it's over 150,000 and 30,000 online. But in the bottom of the publication, just like it says in Boston.com, it says tune into North Shore 1049 at 10 o'clock to listen to the Car Doctor program. So you can find that. You can find that there as well. So lots of stuff. Lots of stuff going on. Uh, there was an interesting article in Automotive News about. Um, Toyota is testing autonomous vehicle systems, and they actually in in uh, Michigan among automakers who prioritize safe testing on a promising road towards fully aut- automation. Uh, Toyota is outstanding in the field, or rather, driving out there while s- simultaneously simulating one of the most densely packed areas of Tokyo in the middle of a field in southeastern Michigan, and under the shadow of a set of 115 tall foot grain silos. Um, they're testing autonomous vehicles, and they made it look as crowded and busy as uh, as uh, Tokyo, I guess. And it said, and had 2020 gone differently, say, without a devastating pandemic um, to uh, confuse the Summer Olympics in Tokyo, there would have been a venue to demonstrate the progress the Institute has made in the Ottawa Lake facility. Before the Olympics postponement, Toyota had planned to give rides on autonomous vehicles at the games in Tokyo on the crowded streets. So uh, the very rural Ottawa Lake facility provides a place where we could validate all of the features and capabilities before we had able to test them on public roads. So, um, you know, you think about autonomous vehicles and how they get tested, and yes, they're getting tested. Uh, so, you know, lately it's been, uh, you know, as much as I, as much as I love classic cars, like Rob was saying, the, you know, the, you know, the BMWs and and the Lotus, and and again, I remember Jerry's Lotus Europa, the the yellow one, and how cool a car that was, um, and how I barely fit in it, um, but how. Um, you know the the technology the technologies today is amazing and i i i won't say i disagree with them and i wrote an article about this um you know he talked about replacing the points and condenser in his older cars with solid state ignition system which is a great idea is it a necessary idea um you know points work really well and condensers work really well and yeah occasionally they would go bad but you you know with a a, a screwdriver and a matchbook cover you could literally, you know, get the car going again. A little piece of, you know, a nail file or, or sandpaper. You could sand the points, reset them. Uh, if you if the condenser went bad, well, that was another problem. But you carried an extra set of points and an extra condenser in the golf compartment, and you could get going. Different than the solid state system, where uh, people that have them sometimes will have a spare. Um, conversion kit in the glove compartment just in case something happens on the road and when you have older cars like he does this but 2000 uh you know an, an older 2002 especially the tii the the fuel injected version you know you're going to run into problems it just it's sometimes going to happen i owned a uh, 1969 mgb um four-cylinder carburetor car most fun i ever had with a car car that broke down more often than anything else i owned we need to take another break pay some more bills our phone number is 800-370-1049 800-370-1049 is how you get through lines are open give us a call we'll chat with you about what's on your mind maybe it's uh, maybe it's a car repair question i can help you with uh, we have all data our computer system all fired up here so we can look up technical bulletins or all kinds of good stuff so there we are why don't we take that break Dear Santa baby And hurry down the chimney tonight Think So many mattress companies have a gimmick. At Gardner Mattress, there are no gimmicks. They don't need one because they manufacture mattresses with superior craftsmanship. Alan Gardner founded Gardner Mattress 87 years ago. Their mattresses are custom made and reasonably priced. Why go to a showroom that just sells mattresses when you can go to Gardner Mattress where they hand make the mattresses? All three showrooms are sanitized daily. Stop in and see why generations of families will sleep only on a Gardner mattress. Salem, Newton, and Woburn. Online at GardnerMattress.com. Communities are built on connection. Connections bring us together and make us stronger. Cape Ann Savings Bank is built on connection, too. 
Since 1846, the Cape Ann community has relied on us to help build their nest eggs and strengthen their financial futures. For your banking needs, connect with the people who are committed to you. Call 978-283-0246 or visit any one of our offices. Built on connection, capeannsavings.bank. Member FDIC, member DIF, equal housing lender. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable, and serving part-time can help you graduate debt-free. Do you want to stay close to friends and family? The Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want. Learn more by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Massachusetts Army National Guard. Aired by the Massachusetts Broadcasters Association at this station. Raising your inner voice with Jay Fox. With the holidays coming up, how can we listen more and be better people? Sundays at 7. I'm having these conversations each Sunday evening with community members about betterment. It's what I'm after. I think it's what you're after. Learn from each other to be better people, to be better neighbors, to be better family members. And it starts with listening. Raising your inner voice. Sundays at 7 on 104.9. FM. Hi, everyone. I'm Mark Rosenthal. Here is your North Shore 1049 forecast. Serving the North Shore in the Merrimack Valley for today. Lots of sunshine, blue sky. It's warm. Temps 68 to 75 degrees. Clear, mild overnight, low in mid-50s. Tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday, lots of sun, warm. Temps of low in mid-70s. Next chance of showers, not until Wednesday. But there really is no cold air in sight. Forecast being brought to you by Broco Oil, serving the North Shore, the Merrimack Valley, and Southern New Hampshire. Broco Oil was named 2019 Veteran Small Business Owner of the Year for Massachusetts. Broco Oil has the lowest prices around while providing total energy solutions for oil heat and propane fire systems. Broco Oil offers 24 7 emergency services. Let's support our veterans. Call Broco Oil, 781 246 1130. For local North Shore, 1049, I'm Mark Rosenthal. I saw one of Santa's helpers at the grocery store today. He was standing at the front door giving candy canes away. And I told him I was worried about it. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program on North Shore 1049. My name is John Paul. The Car Doctor here to help you with your car problems. Our phone number 800 370 1049. 800-370-1049. And uh, if you listen to the break music there, there was a there was a Santa Baby song. And you m- may have said, that doesn't sound like the Eartha Kit version or whoever, whatever version of Santa Baby you listen to. That's because that's actually sung by one of my coworkers, uh, Caleb Broadmeadow, who, uh, who, uh, who's um, one of the most talented people I know. She plays a guitar. She plays a piano. She taught herself to play the drums. She's uh, she types at 130 words a minute. She's a she's a maniac. Um, she's one and just a and you know has dogs and cats and loves animals and just just a very very nice person on top of it all. So how can you not like that? I think we have a call. I think we're going over to Norwood, Mass. Good morning. You're on the Car Doctor program. Morning, John. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I have a question on getting an estimate from a mechanic. Uh, All right. I have a 20-year-old Maxima. It's got a small drip of coolant. And I took it to somebody that did a pressure test. They said it's some sort of a um, gasket, I think. Okay. At the ends of a, a crossover pipe. All right. Um, that I guess takes coolant from one side of the engine to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, really seemed to know how much it would cost to fix. He really didn't know how much time it would really take him, how much he would have to take apart. Apparently it's under the intake manifold. And, yeah, yeah, know. that's that, you know, who, whoever thought that was a good idea when they were building that wasn't, you know, I guess they never thought the car would last 20 years, you know, and, and that is, uh, <laughs> you know, what you have, the only way you can really kind of put an estimate together is you have to sit there and kind of think about okay what am i going to do to get to this part so you know do i have to take 
the intake manifold off. Okay, I got to take the intake manifold off. So what you know, what is that going to take to do that? So you know, you look at the engine and you go, well, I I can I can look and I can say, well, you know, the the um, the intake manifold will take about four hours to take off. So okay, so it's four hours. So I get that out of the way. And now, you know, what's under the intake manifold I have to get to? Now, there's going to be some other things kind of in the way. Then I'm going to get to this pipe, and that's maybe going to take me another hour. And then the cost of the part and the coolant and, you know, anything else that, you know, either falls apart or gets broken as I'm changing all of this. So, you know, you look at that and you go, well... You know, I, I charge one hundred and twenty-five dollars an hour. I'm going to charge five hours. So, you know, you do the math, and you know, next thing you know, you're you know six hundred and fifty dollars into it, and then you add, you put the parts and any other little miscellaneous things on top of it, and then you just hope that nothing breaks when you go to take it apart, like an intake manifold bolt or something like that, which is which can happen. Um, so you kind of you kind of look at it, and there's a and there's a little bit. I mean, if you look at it logically, how what it's going to take to repair the car, but you have to kind of go through the mental steps of what I'm going to have to do to fix it. So, you know, and like you said, the first part of it is well, I got to take I got to take part of the engine apart, and I know that's what you know that's the amount of labor it's going to be. So, you know, to give you kind of a a, a solid idea. Um, they can give you an idea, but I mean, it, 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 it's pretty much coming down to it's going to take me the good part of a day, and you know, I, in, not to be vague, but uh, you know, and if I was a mechanic, I'd be like, you know, this is this is a bit of a pain to do, and where you might get a better estimate on something like this is at the Nissan dealer, where maybe and you know maybe where they used to do them a lot more often and they go oh yeah when we do these they take five hours and it's uh by the time we're done it's 900 bucks um you know and then you that's how you get your estimate but for somebody who doesn't do them very often or maybe has never right. done one at all you have to just kind of look at it and go well these are the steps i'm going to have to do to get to it and i have to base my labor time on getting to that part so it you know it's one of those things that probably takes a half an hour to write the estimate. And would this type of thing be something where you might be better off at a dealer? Because I mean, I think this is the same engine that Nissan's been using in a Maxima for yeah. long, long, long years. time. Yeah the only the only the only odd problem is the um, the engine is similar. Certainly, you know, three liter V six engine is similar. Um, but you may find that uh, they don't work on them anymore either. So um, you kind of want to find somebody who's just comfortable enough and says, oh, yeah, I do these once a year or twice a year. At least, you know, and, you know, can a good technician who's never done one before sit there and stare at it for a few minutes and go, yeah, we can fix this? Yeah, so. It, and it once is you little, have an estimate. Is the mechanic locked into that? And if, they, if in, they're way in, off, they lose money. And in the state of in the state of Massachusetts, the in the state of Massachusetts, once a shop gives you a written estimate, um, they are supposed to stick to the estimate within ten dollars. That's what the that's what the attorney general's office says. But there is kind of a uh, a clause in there that says within a reasonable period of time they can call you back and say, you know, we started to take this apart, and we found this and this and this and this. So, but realistically, if they called you up and said, it's going to cost $450 to fix it, you go, go ahead and do it. And you show up, and it's $695. You can go, no, no, no. You know, state of Massachusetts says 450 plus 10 I'll pay you four sixty, and if they go, hey, we we put a lot more time into that. They're like, well, you should have called me to let me know. And the 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 consumer protection people, um, you know, that's you know that's their rules. So realistically, yeah. I mean, on the other hand, you have to be somewhat you have to be somewhat sympathetic at the same time. Where sometimes you talk to somebody, and go, you know, this this took a lot longer than I thought it was going. Um, 
you know, it, you know, I, as an example, I had somebody um, restain the front and back of my house, and he gave me a price. And when he took the shutters off, he was like, you know, it's all moldy under there, and I'm going to have to spend another probably half a day. And I live in a really small house. I'm probably going to have to spend another day, um, you know, cleaning the mold up, bleaching it off making sure I don't change the color of the house and get it all clean. And I said to him, I can understand that. He said, I probably should have looked first. He, I said, well, let me know if it's going to cost more money. He said, look, I gave you an estimate. I'm going to stick to my estimate. I'm fine. And, you know, will a good repair shop do that sometimes? Or sometimes, or sometimes a good customer will say, hey, I don't want you to lose money on this. I want to be a good customer of yours. You know, tell me what we need to do to make, make you happy and me happy. So it really depends on the shop. Most good shops are pretty flexible, and they'll 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 try to work with you all the time. I think this guy is a very good mechanic, and he basically said, "I don't know. It could cost a thousand dollars." Yeah, he almost was making me think, you know, and, and encouraging yeah. me to uh, take it someplace else. <laughs> you know, just, he, he yeah he's he, filling he, the overtank once yeah. every couple of months. Yeah, and let it. That's, I mean, it's not, it's not going to get, well, it's not going to get any better by itself, but on the other hand, as long as you keep it full and it doesn't burst into a big leak one day, you can keep doing that forever. Right. All right. Hey, we got to go. We got to take another break, but thanks for calling in. Thanks, Our phone Sean. number is, yep, take care. Bye-bye. Our phone number is 800-370-1049, 800-370-1049. We have about uh, nine minutes left of the program. Call in, say hello. We'll be right back. Somebody waits for you Kiss her once for me Have a holy jolly Christmas And in case you didn't hear Oh, by golly, have a holly jolly Christmas Get behind the wheel of a new or certified pre-owned Mini from Mini of Peabody today. Drive into Mini of Peabody to test drive a Mini 2 or 4-door hardtop, Mini Clubman, Mini Countryman, Mini Convertible, or the all-new electric Mini. Mini of Peabody has the best selection of pre-owned Mini models to choose from with executive vehicles discounted up to $10,000 and new Mini leases starting at just $1.99 a month. Mini of Peabody, conveniently located on Route 114 in Peabody or online at Mini Hi folks, this is Gerard Moynihan of Moynihan Lumber. And if you're planning to replace the windows in your home, I have just two words for you. Anderson Windows. Anderson is the most trusted name in windows throughout the United States. See the complete line of Anderson Windows on display at Moynihan Lumber in Beverly, North Reading, and Plastown, New Hampshire, or visit us at MoynihanLumber.com. Hi, this is State Senator Bruce Tarr, and this year, more than ever, we need the holiday spirit. This year, we're doing something a little bit different for our holiday toy drive because all month long, we'll be collecting toys for children in need. From November 30th through December 11th, North Shore 104.9 will host us at 10 different locations. A big thank you to the toy drive partners we already have, like Capital Diner in Lynn, Institution for Savings in Salem, Lion Wah Automotive in Peabody, Brookline Bank in Ipswich, Aubuchon Hardware in Beverly and Ipswich, Recovery Centers of America in Danvers, and Cape Ann Savings Bank in Gloucester. So please tune in and listen to our special broadcast from noon to 2 p.m. from November 30th through December 11th. You'll have an opportunity to hear from community leaders and partners, as well as the charities that we are collecting toys for this year. To learn more about our toy drive, please visit NorthShore1049.com slash toy drive for up-to-date information, our schedule, and how to donate. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for being a part of this very special North Shore Holiday Toy Drive. Tune into Dirty Work this Sunday morning at 6.30 as we move to an hour format with me, Billy Pickles, and Michelle Thistle. Michelle, it's going to be great to talk about all your home projects. Yeah, it's going to be fun. This Sunday morning at 6.30 for a full hour of Dirty Work, powered by Obishon Hardware. Welcome back 
to the Car Doctor program uh, as we're slowly running out of time. But we have uh, Tony from uh, Danvers on the phone. Tony, good morning and welcome to the Car Doctor program. Good morning. Uh, I have an 87 El Camino. Uh, I got a 305 engine, I guess yep. it is. Now, I'm uh, thinking of, uh, I, I want to put on uh, one of them aftermarket uh, chrome air cleaners. Okay. I'm, I'm a little I'm uh, a little concerned with the uh, hoses, especially the uh, vacuum hoses. Can I just plug them or what's yeah, the well, story? If you, if you go to an aftermarket air cleaner, um, it doesn't have the door that opens and closes that that brings manifold warm manifold air up into the carburetor. Uh, right. So going to just a plain chrome, you know, chrome style air cleaner with the filter element, you may notice a little bit of a hesitation as it's starting to warm up. Um, and that's and that's one of the vacuum hoses. There's a couple of vacuum hoses that go to that air cleaner, and and that's really about it. There also might be a breather hose off the off the uh, valve cover, uh, and that there some is. of the chrome. Yeah, and some of the chrome air cleaners actually have a little adapter uh, slot in the bottom, so mm -hmm. you make the hose up and it goes into the bottom, so it takes those fumes and reburns it through the engine. But the vacuum line that goes for the little uh, vacuum door on the air cleaner, uh, yeah, because you're not going to use it, just plug it, you know, plug it back wherever it comes out of the manifold, and you'll be fine. But keep in mind, you know, although you get a little more noise, you get a little more air. You will get a little bit of cold hesitation because although the choke is still going to work normally, when the manifold heats up, there's a little door in the air cleaner that opens and closes. It's got a little thermostat control in it, and it takes preheats some of the air that comes into the carburetor from the heat from the manifold. So that's kind of how that works. So you might notice a little bit of hesitation. You might not notice anything at all. All right. So so I could just plug the vacuum? Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. Is that plug, what you're saying? Yep. Yeah. Plug the vacuum and look and look for an air cleaner kit that allows you to use that breather hose off of the valve cover. Usually, they usually yeah. they, they connect into the bottom. You got to make a little. You got to make up a little right. hose connection for it, but it'll be fine. Okay. What is the real purpose of that? What is the real purpose of that vacuum hose if you can just plug it and it doesn't? Well, because uh, it, it it does it does control that controls. The door that opens and closes when the temperature warms up. It's, it controls, it opens yeah. and closes a little vacuum motor. That's what it does. So okay, when you disconnect it, when you disconnect it, 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 it doesn't have a job anymore, so you can just disconnect it and it's not going to do anything. All right. Then. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Thanks. Take care, Tony, and thanks for calling. Yeah, we, need, right. we, we, we need more of our North Shore listeners to call in and chat with us about their cars. All so, right. Uh, not, uh, okay. Go tell all your friends, Tony. And, uh, and let me borrow, and let me borrow your El Camino one day. I gotta move some stuff. <laughs> all right. Uh, I, I have, I'll have, I have a quick El Camino story. I borrowed an El Camino to go buy a picnic table once from a used car dealer friend of mine at the time. And, uh, I got about, uh, it was sitting in his lot. He wasn't ready to sell it. I said, hey, can I borrow that to go buy a picnic table? So we put his plate on it. I drove it down the street. I got about partway down the street, and the uh, the hood opened up, and then I stepped on the brake, and the brakes went to the floor. Exciting times. Hey, I bet Joe Pianodosi is there somewhere. Good morning, Talk John Paul. Yes, I am here. How are you today? Good. So what's up for breaking bread today? On this beautiful 70-plus degree day, sunshine here on the North Shore, I have a candidate, well, not candidate, actually the winner of uh, the state rep race, uh, Michael Day. He was on last week as a candidate, but he is returning as the state rep. He will be on again with me. And I have the former state treasurer, Joe Malone, as our political analyst to uh, dissect this wacky uh, election and the results and we're going to slice and dice it and discuss it so uh and and, and joe joe malone could be a stand-up comedian he's, he's great joe hey, hey he, i i i was i was on his uh show when he he when it was sweeney and malone sure. and they were hysterical yeah joe is great yeah. and he's smart yeah. he whip smart and he really oh, yeah. has yeah. the pulse of the state and politics in general so he's going to really yeah. uh, add a lot to our show today yeah. so yeah. thank you joe. Oh, joe sounds like 
Sounds like fun. Should be should be great. Enjoy the beautiful weather, and uh, let's cross our fingers and just uh, hope for the best with this election, and just yeah, hope that we, we uh, reach a resolution soon. <laughs> there we go. All right, coming up next, breaking bread with Joe Piantadozzi. I want to thank our super producer Biff for doing everything you do. Thank you, sir. For Always a you pleasure. Do. Always a pleasure, John. Yeah, and uh, next week, next week, I think we're going to be talking to uh, somebody from a company called Car ID. They're a car accessory company about maybe some automotive products for Christmas gifts. Since we're playing Christmas music and all, hey, that music playing in the background means I got to go. I got to step away for Joe Piantadozzi and Breaking Bread. Until next week, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car, and wash your hands. Talk to you all next week. Bye bye. <laughs>